Roast me. Oh, no, I just, I have a joke, but like, is it, is it appropriate? No, I don't know. Yes, it is. Do it. Have you seen, have you seen Megamind? Yes. Why you... do you look like Metro Man? Like after he like let himself go. <laughs> You son of a bitch. No, you like, son of a bitch. Look it up. Look it no, up. Look I know the up. fucking movie. I love the movie, you asshole. <laughs> Just look. <laughs> Nikki, we don't like Chema anymore. No, 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 no. He, says, he said I look like that guy from Megamind after he let himself go. She says dead to me. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, winning you back, easy. Winning her back, that's going to be a fucking challenge. Damn it. Love you more, boo. Um, I'll be honest, and and this is to to kickstart the the review. I can't believe you found the time to watch this. Yeah, I work. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You do that. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. I work. Fucking uh, shit. I'll keep this. I'll keep this in the in the podcast. Uh, when it's slow and we got nothing to do, James, you piece of shit. We uh, I'll watch movies. Adrian is studying so he can quit, and Brian's looking for another job too. This is the, the this is what the post college experience looks like, kids. <laughs> it's awesome. Look at me. I it's... look like Metro Man from uh, Mega Mind. Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Chema. And I'm Eddie. We're reviewing Minari. Come on, make sure I wasn't watching that. And this, <laughs> and this is, the, is rollback. the rollback. Hey, we timed it. Yeah, almost there perfectly. All right, folks, we are back. After a one-week hiatus, we are back. We are back. Uh, so we're right in the middle of Oscar season. We're in the twilight of Oscar season. In fact, the Oscars are this Sunday. And I think I'm going to do an episode either before or after talking about what happened and what won and what deserved to win. And today we're going to talk about one of those movies, uh, mm-hmm. which is Minari. Uh, I, I have a little bit of a, I have a summary here. Minari 2020, directed by Lee Isaac Chung. It's the 1980s and David, a seven-year-old Korean-American boy, is faced with the new surroundings and a different way of life when his father, Jacob, moves their family from the West Coast to rural Arkansas. His mother, Monica, is aghast that they live in a mobile home in the middle of nowhere, and naughty little David and his sister are bored and aimless when his equally mischievous grandmother arrives from Korea to live with them. Her unfamiliar ways arouse David's curiosity. Meanwhile, Jacob, hell-bent on creating a farm on untapped soil, throws their finances, his marriage, and the stability of the family into jeopardy. So uh, this, this movie... Uh, kind of came out of nowhere. Like uh, A24 has been a, a studio that has brought us very interesting, very original films. And this is the most recent one headed straight into the Oscars. And this is a, a bit of a history-making film because Steven Yeun, coming coming straight from being killed in The Walking Dead, comes in and he makes history as the first Asian actor to be nominated as in the category for Best Actor. Really? First ever? It's right? Never- not even in Parasite. No one was nominated for Best Actor. No one, no one, no one from for acting was nominated in Parasite. This also caught me by surprise. I'm like this shouldn't be the first. So, but apparently it is. So in the year of our Lord, 2021. 
Zamin. And can I just say, what a performance. <laughs> what what a job. I mean... You know, um, being yeah. a huge fan of The Walking Dead for like six years, like I followed it from season one onward. Like, and I barely, I had to wait weeks for a new episode. I had to wait months for a new season, right? If I'm not wrong, Glenn was your favorite, right? He was. No, he actually was. He legit, I picked Glenn, Nikki picked Maggie. We were like, oh, they're the cute couple we love. And he was a good guy. He was a fundamentally good person. Um, so when Glenn died, I was pissed. But also, uh, it was hard for me to see Steven Yeun envision him as anything else. Every time I watched him in anything, I'd be like, oh, hey, Glenn, you know. And this movie was the performance that snapped him out of that, you know, oh, that's Glenn thing. Now I'm like, that's Steven Yeun. Fuck. Um, um, incredible acting, incredible performance. I saw a lot of some of his uh, range in The Walking Dead because he had to be very dynamic. But, and I might be wrong when I say this, this performance was too good for me to not believe that this was personal to him. Like, I don't know if his family actually went through this, but he acted in such a manner where it's like he's seen hardship before, you know? Totally. I know two things are like personal that connect to real life. The first is director Lee Isaac, Lee Isaac Chung. I believe I'm saying it that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lee, Lee, so, so Lee Isaac Chung. So, sorry. Go ahead. I was no, going to say, folks, okay. by the way, if, if we butcher any of the pronunciations of these names, we apologize. It's just that we're not adept to saying these names on a regular basis. So if we do a butcher these names, our bad. Like we're, we're trying our, our best, please. Please bear with yeah. us. Yeah. So Lee Isaac Chung, he's writer-director. He he wrote the screenplay and he, he directed the film. And this story is the story of how he made the film. Uh, this story happened to him when he was a kid. So this same thing, like his family moving from one place to another and then starting to create a farm and everything, this happened in real life to him. And much like the dad in the film, he was also like, like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to direct. I'm going to make films. I'm going to films. And his family is like, just give up, man. Like, just just let's do something else so that you can, so that we can, you know, maintain our family. And he's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this one last thing. I'm going to write just this one script. And if it doesn't stick, then fine. And this is the script. This was the script. This was the script. So, you know, that that's personal to him. The the thing that I know is personal to Steven Yeun is that the, the little red hat that he wears throughout the film, Mm -hmm. apparently he's had that since he was like 16. And that also feels like a, a little bit personal. Taking back the red hat, good for you, Steven Yeun. Just <laughs> bringing it back for something good. And I don't know, there's something so inherently personal and tender about this film. Uh, when I was watching, when I when the movie Lady Bird came out, I saw that someone reviewed it and said, it's a movie that feels like, a, it's shot that looks like a memory. Mm-hmm. And I think that that same thing applies here. It's uh, it's very nostalgic. It's very uh, it's very tender and it's very sweet and it has this very, very calm slice of life. Uh, if if you remove all the supernatural and elements, this feels like like a my neighbor Totoro or like a or like a Kiki's Delivery Service. Like it feels like a like a slice of life anime film, just mm-hmm. with like real life people and. It's nice. I mean, it's very family oriented. It's very calm. I watched this movie with my dad mm-hmm. and 
he had no idea what was what was going on but he immediately got hooked on it and really? and yeah which is weird because you know he he has a very specific you know taste and but when we're watching it he was he was loving the antics that the grandma was pulling he was loving like all the all the little things that, that were happening and there's something about this film that like i told you feels very personal but feels engaging you know mm-hmm. um i was gonna say the camera work in this film was amazing the when these kids are running through the woods and you know through the fields and whatnot, um, it you're right. It feels like a memory. It's shot like a memory uh, in those instances. Uh, but to counteract that, the arguments that they have um, to too real, <laughs> yeah, uh, too real. Uh, I believe it's Jacob and Monica, right? The husband and wife. She arrives and you. She doesn't have to act, man. She looks pissed. She looks disdain. She looks dissatisfied. Like what the fuck is this? Um, and you get the feeling and you can already tell immediately from the get-go their marriage is a bit on the rocks you know they're having issues uh, but I love the fact that they show don't tell a lot of things you know they tell David hey don't run his kids and then you see you know they're shaking his heart like oh how how am I doing mom and she's like you're doing good you're doing okay like you they do a lot of uh, show don't tell which to their their credit you know there's a lot of that Mm -hmm. um, throughout this film some of their fights are legitimately uncomfortable because I think either you've been in those fights or you've seen your parents have those fights. Like you understand their arguments. And the thing is you kind of understand both of their sides. Neither one is really wrong. Yeah. And which brings on, I think a, a lot of normalcy to, to the film and grounds it. Like this feels like a thing that could happen to anyone so it it doesn't feel like a movie it feels like you're just watching just real life you're sitting through a little bit of real life and there, there are some parts that feel a little bit cartoony like the the religious neighbor who's always helping them out like he feels like just straight out of, of, of a cartoon but yeah. he brings a little bit of a, a, a little bit of balance and a, a little bit of humor to the film and to show how how different how different the place that they are is to where they were at before and Speaking of show, don't tell, I think one of my favorite scenes is right at the start when they're having the first fight at night at the house and the two kids start writing, stop fighting in these paper planes and just start throwing it, throwing them at them. Like that feels like that's not the first time that they've done that. You know, it feels like this is like a normal thing already. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, very grounded, very, uh, very slice of life. And like around the first third, the grandma comes in and the grandma just fucking steals the movie. She's also nominated for an Oscar. Best supporting uh, actress, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she's awesome. I love the grandma in this film because she feels very natural. Like that's, that's how grandmas are. Like my dad was watching it. I I remember we got to a point where like my dad was watching it and he was like, my mom is exactly like this. Yeah. And, 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 I have to remind them, like, like, yeah, that that's the grandma experience. <laughs> oh, it is. It didn't feel like she was acting. She felt like you're everyone, everyone's grandma. Like it felt yeah. right, you know. Yeah, and th- there's like this ongoing like line that that the young boy st- starts saying to the grandma. Where it's like, you're not a normal grandma because he grew up in the United States. So for him, the idea of a grandma is like all sweet and all kind and making cookies and everything. And she doesn't have this foreign grandma, which I know how that is. So, you know, it's, it, it, it hits different. Yeah. Uh, she, she sits, she sits and watches TV. She gambles. She shows them how to play like these card games. <laughs> she's and badass though. She's badass. She's cool. And um, 
throughout most of the film, we have this very serious, very calm, very soothing uh, movie where we're seeing this ranch start to take like shape and we see a little bit of, of, of everything else that they're doing. Uh, we see how he's going to start this business of selling this, these veggies. And, and then uh, at the end, we have this, this very emotional, very uh, graphic um blowout through their through, through their the constant fighting that ends in a in a compromise it, it should be a compromise but it's not a compromise until uh until finally actions end up speaking louder than words and that uh, because throughout the film i'm like i'm enjoying this but why is it at the oscars and then that ending is kind of what you know really drives the point home um, because he was about to, I was about to be like, you know what, Stephen Yoon, fuck you. Like, I don't want to hear from you ever again. But mm. no, he brought it, he brought it back. There's mm. this, there's this video of Stephen Yoon's last day on The Walking Dead where he's saying goodbye to everyone and everyone is, and all the cast members and all the crew members are just coming up and hugging him. And everyone wants to hug him because everyone likes him so much and because he's such a likable dude. <laughs> and... I don't know. I remember watching that, and when it came out that he was nominated, like that that video that video was like retweeted, and then someone someone someone's like here just blessing up the timeline with some Steven Yeun content, and yeah. oh god, he he's so good, he's so dynamic, and he's so he's so good in this in this role as this very stern, very uh very strong uh, father, and. I like when those cracks start to break. Like I, I like that part where like the, the the religious neighbor is like is like we did a good job, and he just stops. It's like, yeah, you did a good job, thank you. And he just like yeah. he he like cracks a smile, and like he's like, okay, let's get back to work. Like I, yeah. I I like those moments because he he breaks, you know. And at at that at that time and in that position with kids that age, he's not allowed to break. Yeah. And. I like how they were able to explore all that by, like you said, just showing and not telling. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like, uh, I think a lot of us, I can't speak for everyone, but I think a lot of uh, kids grew up with a father that, for the most part, not saying it's normal for everyone. The but, universal experience, yeah. Yeah, the universal experience is that your father is typically stoic, strong, you know, can, he can laugh, he can smile. But for the most part, he doesn't show uh, what's called weakness, but really it's just emotion, you know, like, yeah. like, you know, like when he's frustrated or pent up or like emotional, I think a lot of us grow up with stoic fathers. So for him to finally have that moment and, you know, hit that point, that breaking point, I mean, it's like, oh, that hurt, you know, yeah. it felt again, it felt personal, mm -hmm. not a bad way, but it felt personal. Yeah feels very direct that like this is this is definitely a story that like really happened like you, there are some things that you just can't deny like this is too you can't fake it. yeah <laughs> yeah you can't fake it that's why that's and and I, I like how the movie balances out that those serious moments with very light-hearted humor like there's mm -hmm. there's a scene where like he even tells the young boy like bring me the stick i'm gonna hit you with it mm -hmm. and he brings the stick and it's broken <laughs> and he's like okay go outside get me another stick and then he comes back and he brings like the th the thinnest <laughs> just <laughs> shit and um oh god scenes like that the peeing scene uh the peeing the cup scene uh the mountain use job this is just this is like the unexpected black comedy of like the year. I mean, it's more drama than comedy, but the, the, yeah. the, I, I think the the same way that you need to have comedy in a horror, you need to have like like comedy in this to just to like keep the balance out. 
I, I think there's also some cringe in it, like that you look back and you're like, oh fuck, I was this dumbass kid. Like uh, when you shit talk to the grandma, she smells like Korea. Like, yeah. oh, that sounds like something a dumbass child would say. I'd be embarrassed too if my kid. They are they are dumbass kids. That's the yeah. No, person. that's what I mean though. It's like, oh man, why you gotta go there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and. Um... I like how the movie was like very grounded on on those specifics and to and how it's even though it doesn't take place in Korea, like the characters are Korean and they it's it it, it cannot happen if they're not Korean. Like it, it was it was important to the story that that part is explored. And I I'm okay with with movies that that you know in, play out the struggle of like uh, a foreign family in the U.S. I'm fine with those movies. I like some of them, some of them I don't. But I like how this movie addressed that, like in the scene when, when they're in the church, but didn't make it the whole focus. Like uh, the, 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 there's this movie, I think, normalizes these kind of roles and these kind of movies. And I bless it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I want more movies like this and with like all nationalities. But I like that a movie like this exists in this current like panorama like it's i i, I think it's, it's gonna broaden uh the spectrum mm-hmm. well correct me if i'm wrong when parasite won last year at the oscars uh the director said there's a such a big window of movies out there if you're just fine with watching the subtitles yeah 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 Yeah, pretty Uh, much and that was that was the first time that a foreign film won best picture so you know more power to them and we saw parasite parasite was fucking amazing so yeah you know more power to them let's 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 keep them coming you know um Um, no also in this movie i uh, you touched a bit on it about the immigrant experience coming to the u.s and dealing with it whatnot um you and i are hispanic you know that's you know obviously a part of our heritage um I didn't really experience it that so much, but my, my parents, you know, my dad's a first generation immigrant. My grandfather brought my you know, family over my mother, same thing. She worked in the fields in California. The immigrant yeah. experience is built into my parents, like to where I can ask them stories of their youth. And, you know, they have those stories, they have those experiences. Um, I'm not sure about your parents, your history, if you are the first generation or not, but uh, my question I guess would be, uh, did you feel it personal to some extent, you know, in, in your own uh, being? Did you feel, did this movie feel a little personal to you? Um, yes, but in a different sense. Uh, I, I, I remind you and the audience that while, uh, yes, we are Hispanic, I am 100% like Mexican born in Mexico, living in Mexico like through most of my life. So mm-hmm. me living in the U.S. for like five years was was more of a college experience than a foreign state, foreign uh, country experience. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. I think you can touch a, a little bit way more on that. But I can tell you that it feels personal just because of like, you know, I was a kid once and I, I remember how it felt to have a big field and just like walk around in it and, you know, just find things, you know, um, it's kind of a, it's, it's a thing that, that like when you're that age, when you're a kid's age, everything feels big and mysterious and kind of wonderful. And yeah, that feeling is shared in this film and it's transmitted throughout the performances of those two kids, which wonderful 
child actors. They are they they feel the part. And they 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 feel like they were just picked out out of, out of that time, and they're great. And yeah, it felt personal because I w- whenever those kids did anything, I just I remember feeling when I was that age and I did things like that. So. Mm-hmm. Hell, even that part when like he's when the young boy is with the grandma and they see the snake and he's like snake and you know he he just like freaks out about about just seeing it. Mm-hmm. I know how that feeling is like, and yeah, the immigrant experience I think plays out a little a little bit in that. But maybe in a weird way, I think it's gonna play way more to you than it does to me, mm-hmm. um, because like to me it's like. I would just go outside and be like, "Yeah, this is Mexico. This is this is what it looks like." Yeah, you know, um, I I didn't have anything to compare it to, so yeah, it is a little bit different, but yeah, I can confirm that it feels hella personal. Uh, uh, my dad, he, um, yeah. I don't know. I think I feel personal to it in a couple of different ways. Uh, I understand the wants and the struggles of two parents that want to provide a good living for their family. That's what my parents had to do, you know. Um, in the same instance, I, I can, uh, me speaking for myself, like, you know, I can just speak for me and, you know, I clearly I'm married, you know, my yeah. wife, we're going to start family soon. Uh, I viewed it a lot from the perspective of the father. Um, at least when it came to him wanting to start a new life, I understand his desire to, you know, uh, start this ranch, you know, he doesn't want to be like a filthy rich billionaire. He just wants to give his family a good, dignified living, you know. Uh, his wife at one time says, like, we could have been fine in California, you know, uh, at our job, which is a bit of an odd job, I want to say. But uh, we could have been I mean, fine. it's a job there. that someone has to do, so. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Poor little nuggets. Uh, but <laughs> poor little nuggets. Anyway. Um, oh God. For, 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 for context, their job is they look at chickens that are alive and they they see if they're male or female and they put them in different bins so the, yeah, their job is just male chickens. it's just looking at looking at this like oh the entire day oh god it's it's a job it's a job it's, it's a not, living it's a, yeah it's, it's a, a living. living um yeah she makes a point saying like we could have been fine like we would have been fine in california doing this and he says, like, yeah, we would have done till the day we died. Like, we want more than this. We want, they're chasing the actual American dream. But the thing is, they're not glorifying it like a lot of other movies. Like, uh, this is kind of a bit over the top, but like Scarface, for example, he wants the American dream. Um, it's two very different ways of going about it, but they both want the same thing. It's their journey getting there. Scarface, obviously, nowhere near as realistic as this story, you know, over oversaturated with violence and whatnot, versus a film where you see the pains and the struggles and even the resistance, you know, for this, but you understand it though. That that's, I'll give them props uh, for the writing when it comes to the mother, to, to Monica, she makes sense. She has a, some fair points. You're risking everything we've got, our life savings coming here. Like you're genuinely rolling the dice and risking your family. Um, one of the one of the most tense scenes for me was when they were, the hurricane came, the tornado came, uh, and you see the water leaking in. You see everything like coming down because we've been through some hurricanes. We've been through some tornadoes, some storms like this. And that's stressful. The power goes out. And I love how the parents are stressing, trying to hold everything down while the kids are making fucking boats to yeah. take outside. It's like, oh, man, like this is taking everything full circle because an adult can appreciate both sides. 
to be young and that innocent. <laughs> and then to be that old and that worried and scared. So anyway, so what you're trying <laughs> so question. Shoot. And you can you, you can lie. I won't be offended. Mm-hmm. At the end, when they're having the conversation of like, are you gonna risk everything for something that might not work? Is that is that gonna be you with the podcast like at some point, like later this year? Like is that uh... gonna be- not the podcast, probably a few other things too, though. <laughs> I have some ideas in this noggin of mine. Okay. <laughs> we're going to see, we're, we're going we're to find out. Some calculated risks right there. Uh, withdraw my retirement plan, my 401k. I'm only 27. There's not that much in it. American dream. American <laughs> dream. <laughs> oh, but maybe that's why I like this one so much. I, under, I I felt like a personal, besides the fact that it was Glenn, you know, Stephen Ewan, besides the fact it was him. I felt personally invested in this character. I wanted him to succeed so I can succeed. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it's, it feels like it, it, it felt like a like every I mean, time that a vegetable came out right mm-hmm. and he started like putting them in boxes, it felt like a win for him. It felt like a win for me, you know? Yeah. I felt like, fuck yeah, you did it. Like you got one. Closer. And those yeah. ones will add up hopefully. And then mm, the fucking ending. Yeah, so let's talk about the ending because Dude, it's uh, the di- it's not the- a controversial ending, but it's uh, I think it's a super fitting ending because everything just comes full circle right there. Dude, the dick punch of all dick punches. Yeah, so the grandma starts uh, having these uh, these spasms and these uh, these attacks, and so they, they decide to leave her in the home while they go to a hospital and also to to check up on their younger kid who has a heart condition and while he while they're there the the that uh, steven yun's character jacob brings some of his some of his crops to bring to this business because he's going to try to establish a relationship there to only sell directly to them and so he can become their provider and have a more stable uh, income and when they're there before they go before they they, they get they check up with the son. Uh, Monica and Jacob have this conversation where she goes like, are you willing to risk us for this? And he says like, I think a line that is very, I don't, I can, I don't stand by it, but I understand where it's coming from, where he goes, I need the kids to see me like succeed in something. And I don't doubt that that's a feeling that a lot of dads have felt. Okay. That's a strong sentiment, and it's uh, it's one of those things where like they tell you, and you go like, oh, "Fuck, how do I contradict that?" You know, <laughs> you can't because, because there's a part of me who's who's like, "No, save your family," but there's a part of me that's like, oh, "A man's pride is <laughs> deadly." Is look, man, uh, he's not Vegeta. Thing. Okay, look, he's not Vegeta. He's not trying to conquer a planet, right? He just yeah. wants his kids to be like, "Dad." That's all he yeah. wants. That's all he fucking wants. Yeah, that's why. Uh, that's why I feel like that 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 line cuts very deep. Not because I relate to it, but because I get it. I can't find an argument against it. You know, yeah. like uh, like there's a part of me that, that that that's like, man, fuck your pride. Like, let's survive. But there's there's also a part of me that's like, okay, you know, okay, uh, roll with it. You know. Yeah. Um, but but anyway, they kind of go on like on like this. They might break up. They might uh, disappear. And then I don't know where. Just as a as as magic, the boy is better. His heart condition is getting better, and he gets accepted. And the dad is, gets to sell his his precious crops, and he gets 
the income and everything looks like it's going to be okay. And then they have another conversation, which I think that's the second that they nominated for him for an Oscar. Just that conversation that he has with Monica, like right outside of the car when, when, when they're like, yeah, you kids go, go sit there, go, go, go wait in the car. And they have that fight and it's mm-hmm. very subtle and it's very quiet. And where, where they go like, well, don't you see, like, I'm going to be able to sell these crops. I'm going to be able to have an income and our kid is doing better. Everything is fine. And she goes like, no, before we found out all this, you were ready to give all of it up. And that's good drama, man. Like that's <laughs> good writing. That's a, that's a good argument because that's your, your, you can't like hate them both. You can't stand for them both. You have to understand both sides. And that's what I think makes, makes relationships messy and complicated when you can't really disagree with any of them and they have this very quiet very quiet drive back home and when they get there the grandma set set everything on fire and all the crops are getting lost and we have this beautiful moment where monica just jumps in and starts saving all the crops and jacob starts doing the same thing and then they just stop and they realize they only need each other and they decide to save each other and let the crops burn in a mm. beautiful shot of like fire over the crops and it's beautiful and it's 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 metaphorical and everything and ah jesus christ i fucking love this movie it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's you know good drama amazing? man it you, know drama. you know what looked amazing but when they're all collapsed and huddled together on the floor in the house afterwards just oh, dead God. ass tired. Like I think we all can relate. We've all had those days at some point. Yeah, it felt like that scene in Roma when they're when they're, they're just all huddled up, like right on the beach, and they're all like they're all hugging. Like it reminded me a lot of that scene. And Jesus, this is good drama. And this is good. This is a this is a worthy of the Oscars, and it's worthy of all the praise that it's getting. Um, Writer director Lee Isaac Chung, I salute you. This was a masterpiece. I can't wait for your next film. Steven Yeun, you made history, dude. I kind of hope you win, so you can just just have a day, have a day, have a night. It's gonna be all <laughs> yours, man. Because this is probably this is probably my favorite male performance for from the Oscar so far, and I hope he wins because this was really good. Dude, so, this, this is the guy that's directing your name. This is the guy who's directing the live action your name? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I think it's in good hands. Fuck just, yeah. Because I just looked him up. I'm like, well, okay, what has he done? Like, you know, what things? he? Huh. He graduated from University of Utah. They actually have the best creative writing program in the country. Really? Yeah. I remember because I saw the, the documentary about it and they only accept like 20 students a year. And they legitimately get over 5,000 applicants. Dang. Well. Yeah. So. Shit. Oh, yeah. He's going to do your name. Yeah. Uh, Your name is in good hands. Hey, there you go. Are you you happy? I hope you're happy. I mean. It was a pretty good movie. I liked it. I I hope it comes out good. Yeah, I mean, if it's in his hands, then good. But before him, it was going to be the guy who directed the the two amazing Spider-Mans. And I think it's in better hands here. So <laughs> it's all good. You know, um, no hate to Mark Webb, but you know. Some hate to Mark Webb. All praise to Lee Isaac Chung is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, um, yeah. 
how, how did you like the aftermath of it? Because it felt like there was a lot of compromise in the aftermath, you know. It is, but so does marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and I think that imitates real life in a, in a, in a, in a good way. While, while I was watching the film, while I was watching it with, with my dad, my dad, if you watch a movie with my dad, and I hope you never have to, mm-hmm. but if you ever watch a movie with my dad, he, he starts predicting what's going to happen, and he never gets it right. But his prediction was that they were gonna like the crops were not gonna work but they were gonna live off the minari which is what the the grandma was planting like right next to the river like that was you know kind of like a couple of ways outside of the house and i like and that scene at the end where like he finally like gives in and gets the water installed and you know uh buys the fucking stick (laughs) to 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 find the water and him and his son are are going and picking up the minari um yeah there is a lot of compromise there but it makes sense because like i said before i think that's how families also work and i'm saying this i'm not married i am i don't know the experience you can probably speak a a little bit more on that but there is something i think it's it's a lot of give and take it's i don't i don't doubt that it's a lot of hey maybe i'm gonna have to give up on things that i didn't even knew i want but I like the ending. It's it's very different, but it's a little comforting that hey, they're they're keeping on keeping on, you know. Mm-hmm. So good for them. It's not a perfect ending, but it's the right ending. If that makes sense. Like totally. like like the Hollywood ending, the way ending that would have made this movie not nominated would have been. It gets better. Everything's fine. Uh, he sells his crops. They do well. You fast forward like a few years. David's running around. He doesn't really have a heart problem anymore. There are fields of shit, and his parents have a good home, and they're like, see, told you everything was going to turn out fine. That's not the ending we get. We get a compromise, which I think is better and more realistic. Totally. And it makes sense that a movie like this will have an ending like this, because like I said before, it's it's like looking at real life, and the ending doesn't feel like an ending because it doesn't end. Their life are just gonna. Their lives are just gonna continue, and it might do. It might go well. From the end, it looks like it. It could go like a lot better. So yeah, this is a movie that is hard to rate or to give a score to because it doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like like I like an experience. You know, like you just watch something that felt kind of realistic. This is the feel good movie that I think the world needed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like Soul was at the end of last year, I think this is. I think if, if you're gonna sit down and watch an Oscar film, uh, you can take your pick. Really, every uh, uh, I, I've watched uh, six out of eight of them. I'm still missing uh, Mank, and I'm missing. Uh, oh God, what's the other one I'm missing? I'm missing Mank, and I'm missing uh, the Father, which I'm dreading to watch. I don't want to watch the Father, but I'll watch it because I love cinema. But yeah, um, if you want a feel-good movie, this is the feel-good movie of the Oscars. This is uh, this is a movie to sit down. I recommend watching it with your family because, I mean, I did, and it ended up going pretty well. Um, Eddie right now is sipping on Mountain Dew because he watched the movie. And <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I find it a, a little a little bit hard to score too. So I'm not going to, but I will say if you're curious. If you want to know what all the fuzz is about, do it. Honestly, it's well worth the watch. Fair. 
I, mm, you can score it. It's fine. It's a minus, honestly. Like yeah. it's it's great. It's just I don't see myself rewatching anytime soon. Like it's a great experience to have, but it's not an experience Once. I think I would revisit like multiple times. I, I could see myself rewatching it in a in a in a year or two, kind of like Parasite. You know, I'm not gonna look for it or but I mean, eh, if it comes on TV, I, I would watch it honestly. Yeah, I feel like this is a. Yeah, it's not a movie to rewatch. Like I, I feel like Parasite is rewatchable because of the, the twist and 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 everything that's happening because it, it just keeps happening. I love watching that film with someone who's never watched it what? because, because it's great. Like because immediately you see the gears start turning and be like, whoa, okay, yeah. I get it. And this one, this one's not. This is a, this is a nice movie to watch with your family once. You know, maybe not think about it for a while, but. You think about it for the time that is happening, and I think that's the precedent. That's as a precedent to a great film and a great filmmaker. Can't mm-hmm. wait to see what, what what they're gonna do next. And Steven Yoon, you're great, man. I can't wait to see what you're gonna do next. If you're listening to us on YouTube, you can follow us on any of our links down below. If you're listening to us via podcast, please like and subscribe. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, we'd also appreciate it if you can tell your friends about the channel. That's how I find out about most of my favorite podcasts. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to hear more about our thoughts on movies, go to therollback.net. I've been Shema. And I've been Eddie. And this, and this was a rollback. Was a rollback. Signing off with a reminder that coffee can be enjoyed hot, cold, with sugar, or without, with milk, or without milk. And so can life. I'm trying to think of a witty last part, but you should never enjoy coffee with soy milk because that sucks. Oat milk is fantastic. You can live it at that. Actually, it is. It is fantastic. (laughs) All right. We cut it there. There you go. (laughs) Perfect.